Hello and welcome to Screen Bubble, your weekly guide on what to watch. We have been tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what is to be avoided. I am not Kelly Crichton, alas, but I have the same initials. I'm your host, Katie Conaglin, sitting in for Kelly while she recovers from Glastonbury. And I am joined by Alex Morland and Stephen Ross, our crack team of resident TV critics. Hello, gentlemen. Hi. If you haven't tuned in before, don't worry, not much is required of you. Each week we chat about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new program or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex talks to us about Hijack, a new real-time thriller from Apple Plus, starring some people's idea of a good actor, Idris Elba. Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a program you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. Uh, to kick off, let us debrief about what everyone has been watching. Alex, what have you been busying yourself with this week, TV-wise? Uh, a few things. Um, I am I'm on to series two of Halt and Catch Fire now, uh, which is good. First time, don't tell me how it ends. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying the sort of pivot, I guess, to kind of focus more on Donna and Cameron. I think that's that's good. It's you know serving them well. Uh, what else it evolves really well in terms yeah. of, yeah, as it goes through the different sort of moves from the early 80s to the latter, I think it captures the change of ethos really, really well. So, mm. and it has Lee Pace, which all the yeah. Sorry, keep going. Um, so what was I watching? I've been watching There She Goes, which is the it's David Tennant and Jessica Hines. And it is about um, this couple with a sort of a, a non-verbal child um mm. and it's it's good it's the two of them are, are good together i like sort of seeing them together the good kind of on-screen chemistry i suppose sometimes it feels like like i'm not sure i should be laughing at this kind of the the humor of it it almost feels a little like i'm intruding right. um which is not the most sophisticated critical response i've ever had in my life but because it's written by it's sort of like based on the writer's own life but sometimes i'm just like oh hang on this is a bit should i be watching this is this for me no um, i understand completely and yeah. there's always just with that stuff like that it's a there's almost like a therapeutic element to it where it could be cathartic for them to make fun of a thing but it's like you know you're allowed to make fun yeah. of yeah you should never make so, fun of yeah it. i'm not sure i should be participating in in this yeah. bit but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with it i think just You're probably a slightly, right slightly slower place, yeah. Um, what else? I was also watching some Glastonbury, uh, keeping an eye out for Kelly. Didn't didn't spot her at Carly Rae Jepsen. But, um, Me neither. Yeah. And, and I also watched, and this will seem terribly anti-intellectual, and Stephen's about to say watch Wes Anderson, but I watched The Flash last night, uh, much to my own embarrassment, but... Hey, it takes all types of art to, to, to create the tapestry. <laughs> okay. Well, what I did would... you think of it? Because I know that there's a lot of um, returning, not to use spoilers, but there's a lot of returning, uh, I was going to say intellectual property, but let's let's just be charitable. It's in the trailer. So think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... The, um, Michael Keaton returning. Mean, well, no, the, the digital the necromancy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. It's yeah. the they, they have got... And yeah, I don't care. This isn't a spoiler. Yeah. But they they have very briefly done a sort of CGI resurrection of various uh, long since passed away actors from superhero films past, and 
have managed to pick particularly tasteless choices um, of people to uh, perform this, the the digital necromancy on. But um, it's ghoulish, I think. It it is. It's the it's less present than I thought it would be. Like it's a it's very much just like the camera pans past them, sort of photos flying around Twitter at the extent of it. Yeah. Um, it almost seems like not that they're meant to be there in a in a role in the film, but actually like they've just been included so that the company can justify the budget on developing the technology more. Yeah, no, uh, it which is feel like a film worrying. Part, does it? Um, yeah, which but it's yeah. I mean, the film the film generally is is not good. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of it was filmed in Scotland, so there's a lot of like very minor UK actors turning up doing bad American accents, <laughs> which is distracting. Um, and it also begins with this very elaborate set piece where a, a hospital is collapsing and he's sort of running around super speed, saving the the uh, maternity ward with all of the sort of babies tumbling out of the skyscraper. Christ. It is it is meant to be funny, but it, it is also... <laughs> It is also on top of it very unintentionally funny, um, and it was a, a near empty cinema. But I was laughing more than I've laughed in a in a cinema for a long time. You've got these sort of babies floating down, and he's trying to put one in a microwave so it's safe, and it's well, it's so like, stupid. Sounds but, like a good time, but not in the way that one might. Want oh no! The, the first first ten minutes, the rest of it is just it's not great. Stephen, um, I might I might give it a swerve. Stephen, what have you been watching? Um, I've been sort of going through Wes Anderson's back catalogue ahead of uh, Asteroid City, which I've not actually watched yet. So I I watched the first film he directed, uh, Bottle Rocket, with Owen Wilson and Owen Wilson's brother. <laughs> um, Luke Wilson. Yes, yeah. that yeah. was pretty good. Um, sort of didn't really go anywhere but then it was kind of a Wes Anderson film so you didn't have to it was also interesting because it's way less Wes Anderson-y than his other films obviously there was certain aspects of it but you wouldn't necessarily know it was a Wes Anderson film whereas every other film of his is so obviously in that style you can definitely see the zygote of what he's going to turn into in Bottle Rocket because it's definitely got the sort of the obsession with families. It's got the sort yeah. of the farce. It's got the humour, and it's got this even and even though it's not stylized within an inch of its life, like the latter films, they, they're mm. wearing they're wearing um, they're all wearing the same shirts. So there's that sort of that thing of costuming. Um, yeah. I like it. I think it's funny, but I think you, it, as you say, it's not like in your face, like a chocolate box kind of veneer, like you get with the yeah. rest of stuff. So. Have you been watching? Have you seen any? How many of the other ones have you seen? Well, I've seen them all at some point. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, Grand Budapest is fantastic, but um, and Fantastic Mr. Fox is fantastic as well. But the clues in which the is your favourite? Then would you say? Um, I really liked Isle of Dogs. Ah. I thought Isle of Dogs was really, really, really funny in it like is, a really yeah. quiet way, um, like the most like subtle humor and i watched it with um my partner at the time and she fell asleep um that's not why things didn't work out but (laughs) it's a good indicator i mean i think i would Um, would definitely dump someone if they weren't into wiz anderson and i i I was like was that not like the best comedy film you've seen this year 
um, and she was asleep, so she didn't answer. But it was, um, yeah, it was that. I think Isle of Dogs is definitely worth rewatching ahead yeah. of Asteroid City. I think they all reward rewatching because they're so dense, and I don't, uh, and they're so um, obviously they're meticulously crafted, but they're also sort of they have often so many sort of throwaway lines and characters that mm. it, it bears going back. My two favourites, and it changes on a revolving basis, but my two favourites would be Rushmore just because mm. I think no character on cinema has ever been more like me than Max Fisher, just a totally incompetent dreamer um, and real Tenenbaums because I yeah. come from a large family of um, dysfunctional people who are all very, very bright and very successful. So uh, so for some reason, I relate to the Royal Tenham Bums. But, um, sure. oh, that's awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing uh, what you think when you catch up with Asteroid City, when you have the chance to see it. But uh, moving along, we are going to talk to Alex about... What, what is, you haven't told us what you've been watching. Oh, you want to? Um, I, yeah. I, I was just trying to keep things within the time window. I'd been better. I have been watching um, the second season of The Bear, um, which isn't out in the UK at this minute, but um, I have ways and means of, of procuring it, um, which I love because, as you know, Alex, I came on here a couple of weeks back and talked about how much I adore Succession, and Succession is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And it occurred to me yesterday that I love the bear as much as I love succession because it's its polar opposite. It's succession is a, a show about a dysfunctional family of extremely rich people who do not know how to love each other and have no specific competencies. Then the bear is about a bunch of very poor people who are not a literal family, but who love each other and show it in the most profound way and are some of the most competent and talented people than you could imagine. And it's also just unbelievably funny and warm and realistic. The writing is superb. The the acting is phenomenal across the board. And the soundtrack is just so good. I love it as well. They have such a good job. They, they drop so many bangers as their needle drops. Um, and what I love as well is that they're not afraid of throwing something really naff into the mix, like the second set second episode of this season opens with she drives me crazy by the fine young Can cannonballs which is nobody's idea of a good or cool song but it really works in context so uh that come that comes out in the uk next month so i look forward to hearing what you guys think about it then but let's um yeah let's get on to our idris elba dissection guys yes. um, uh alex tell me yes. everything i need to know about apple tv's hijack yes so um Hijack, it is, you could probably guess what it's about. It is about a hijacking. Um, Idris Elba plays Sam Nelson, uh, who is a, he's he's a negotiator, a sort of a, someone they bring in for the kind of the last days of your Waystar Gojo deals. And, and he, he, he sort of negotiates, mediates, sort things out. He is on a flight back from from Dubai to London. He is hoping to reunite with his his ex-wife, who is currently uh, very interested in being his ex-wife rather than his current wife. <laughs> um, but anyway, on on this on this plane journey, uh, the plane is hijacked by a group of a group of plane hijackers. There's not a lot of synonyms for that, so I feel like I'm going to be just repeating the word hijack. That's yeah. right. It'll lose all meaning. It's fine. By the end, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like a sort of real-time thriller, confined spaces. 
uh, how is everyone gonna gonna cope with the experience of being plane hijacked? Um, and I I sort of enjoyed it. I've seen the first four of an eventual seven episodes. Uh, kept me reasonably entertained. I think Idris Elba sort of anchors it quite well. Um, but then I think I perhaps have a slightly higher estimation of him than you do. I, I yes, I I, I think it would would be quite easy to I just don't and I, I know this is odd because I reflect upon this a lot of people like him I just find him a total charisma vacuum I just think when when they were meeting him at the bond I was like no no please not because the man is not charming and you need a modicum of charm I have got right here on on my notes Charming. charming easy go oh Char- yeah charming enough he was I um charming yeah yeah okay. he would he charm was, me <laughs> he was um i went to the like a press conference with him the other day and and he was wearing oh, matching sorry, so you, dropped, you dropped a name there buddy. yeah yeah well you know that's what that's most <laughs> of what this is for fabulous life but, um he, he was wearing matching socks and sandals which oh. worked it worked for him i think um, I didn't know anyone other than my dad did that. I thought you had to be seven. It was it was all <laughs> the whole shirt, shorts, sandal socks, all in the same kind of olive green. It was very coordinated. Um, but a solid like 40, 50% of it was just people asking him, So what's it like being as charming as you? Is it tough being handsome? Um, which I guess maybe says something about how much they enjoyed the show. Were but those, those, were those just regular audience members as opposed no, to... No, no, like esteemed members of the press and, and the, the panel, right. the panel, yeah. Um, the host was was quite starstruck by him, which was endearing. Um, and, and he handled it well, I thought. But anyway, um, Hijack, more importantly. It's, yeah, so it's good. It's reasonably entertaining. Um, so with the real-time element, um, that's a tricky thing to get right. Does it feel like it holds your interest in that way? Because I think a real-time element can do a really good job of sort of amping up the tension, or it can make you go, this is why we jump ahead in the action. So is it... It's... I I don't think it commits to it enough, um, because it will fairly regularly kind of cut away from Idris on the plane to sort of the flight control team or the security agents monitoring them, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and every time it does that, it just zaps it of all attention. Yep. Um, especially because, and I suspect it's meant they intended it to kind of drum up more tension. Like, oh my God, we're, we're intentionally wasting time, but it spends a lot of time on like the flight controller bringing her kids to school or someone struggling to get a zoom call to work, that kind of thing. And it's a lot of extraneous detail that starts to it starts to feel like it's it's losing the sort of clarity and precision that it needs to sort of work in the in in real time. Um, when it's on the plane, it is good. It's good at the sort of drama of the confined space and how how people at the front of the plane are trying to get secret messages to the people at the back of the plane. And okay. Idris Elba's character is quite sort of self-serving and and almost manipulative because he's very like i i don't care what happens so long as i get back and so long as i make it back okay all of my sort of efforts to manipulate the hijackers i'm going to do the same thing to the to the pilot to the other passengers sure and that's an interesting dynamic i think in terms of him being 
less straightforwardly heroic, but it's. Yeah. Are there any other actors of note in it, um, or um, is it, are we just going straight for the? Idris it is. Show? It is predominantly the Idris show. Okay. Um, Archie Punjabi's in it from The Good Wife. Yes, she's great. Um, yeah, she's good, and <laughs> the other people, Max Beasley. Um, yeah, Eve Miles is in it. But it, for the most part, it's it's the. But it's a show. proper sort of star vehicle kind of. Yeah, for Idris. And are you scared of flying? Because I'm thinking this is a show. I, yeah, probably a bit more than I should be. If you were claustrophobic about the notion yeah. of a plane, okay, that is interesting. So that's on mm. Apple TV. Is it streaming? Yeah, now? Apple, Apple TV Plus. Uh, first two episodes today, Wednesday, uh, and then one episode a week after that. Well, but I, I, uh, I would maybe wait to binge it. I think it's more effective that way the whole seven in a row mm. my main it? gripe with hijack having not seen any of it is that it's stylized with an italicized eye in the title right <gasps> but for no reason that i can fathom it's like a like, plane seatbelt. is that um, what it's meant to be or is you just made that's, it up? that's what i've just decided right if now that's what it's meant to be then fair enough but it stylized titles that have no function really yeah. annoy me it is no that's it's a delightful just, thing to why, why have you tilted the eye just there's nothing just disgusting yeah. disgusting i was it's gonna like watch it through and now, now i'm probably right off it with that typeface so yeah um awesome okay thank you very much alex uh now stephen you were saying five by five starring yeah. some little plucky upstart called idris idris elba's in a couple of episodes yeah <laughs> okay um, tell me about this i have he never heard of this i um was reading up on before we die so i could ask some pertinent yeah sorry I, I was going to do before we die <laughs> and then i looked at it and i thought this looks like every other bland crime drama um yeah. And I'm going to struggle. So instead, I mean, I hadn't heard about Five by Five until recently. Um, yeah. Who who recommended that to you? Oh, uh, some TV critic. So I can't, came, can't trust those. Came highly recommended um, for a number of factors, and it's this BBC drama that was released in 2017, kind of like an experimental thing, where they made five episodes that are about five minutes long each tops and it's a sort of slice of life thing it's a drama in set on like the streets of london and it follows these interlocking short stories of different characters in london um and i think it was done with the intention of exploring new talent for the bbc basically um which it sort of did with limited success but idris elba's in it presumably because they also wanted to yeah. you know have people view it and again they they wanted a big name and he probably didn't cost that much because he's got about seven minutes of, of screen time um and it basically starts with this um young kid um getting embroiled with sort of a crime that he doesn't really want to be a part of but feels pressured into doing it and then his involvement triggers consequences for somebody else. And then we see their life in the next episode. And then they become involved with someone else. And, and it's sort of like a domino effect that eventually circles back to the start. And it, it's really nice. And it's like a half hour binge of the five episodes. So it's very easy to do. And definitely something a little different to what you would normally see. Um, I don't think the BBC's done 
much else like this since. Alex might know more than me on that, but it's definitely something they could consider because it was yeah. it was very fun, very interesting, and just quite fresh. In terms was, of the um, sorry, oh, I was going to say I think it was sort of driven by Idris Elba a bit, like him trying right. to boost new talent, and it was yeah, for sure. they did a Idris takeover summer of BBC Three. So okay. just, just all Idris all the time for 2017. What a summer right. that was. Yeah, we, we look back on it fondly. Fondly indeed. Well, the show's directed by Kate Heron, who went on to do Loki and mm. also a few episodes of Sex Education, which is probably my favourite show of all time. Oh, um, really? That's interesting. Yeah. How endearing. Um, but the, yeah, Ruth Madeley's in it. Um Marwan Rizvin, I think I'm yeah. pronouncing that right. And then Jasmine Jobson, who did go on to star in Top Boy after appearing in this. So there, there's sort of some emerging stars that you see in it. And I also think Kate Heron hadn't really done anything as big um, yeah. before that and then went on to obviously do Loki and some, some of Sex Ed. So, what, what would you say the feel of it is? Is it... Um... Is it stressful to watch or is it something because obviously with, with the subject matter, it sounds like it might be quite a tough one or did you find it, is it, is it funny enough to sort of pull away from that? It's got, it's, yeah, it's, it's not stressful. I don't think it's long enough to be stressful in a way. Sure, um, sure. But again, a bit like Hijack, it's sort of real time, but for five minutes at a go and then it skips to the next episode. Um and there's a lot of humour in there as well. Like what, one of the episodes, I think, like the middle episode is um, this guy has just been like accidentally punched by a woman in the street and is a bit flustered and goes into a coffee shop and immediately fancies the woman working at the coffee shop but has a bloody nose, so decides to tell her that he's a cop to try and save face. Um, and then they have that sort of meet cute and that's kind of the episode. Um, oh, that and then it goes back brilliant. to like knife crime and things like that afterwards. It reminds me a little bit of um, the film Slacker by Richard Linklater, where you sort of go into a person's life and then you go with them to the next person yeah. and you just jump around really formally. Yeah, it is a bit Richard Linklater-y. Um, that, that sounds really great. Thank you for that. Um, we will leave that just there. Um, uh, and thank you guys very much for your insights. Um, and thank you to the audience for joining us this week. Um, I, just to just to specify, that was the uh, Back to the Future section. I'm supposed to have said that at the head of the section, but I was too busy wailing on Idris Elba to introduce it. So Back to the Future 555. Five. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us this week. Do look out for our Friday morning Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. Uh, if you have any questions for what, any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, drive, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National world tv and on all other platforms as national world you can also sign up for our wonderful weekly newsletter uh, by going to nationalworld.com backslash newsletters um, and we would love for you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many tv lovers as possible we will be back next week with more screen babble and the triumphant return of kelly until then thanks very much bye, bye.